You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How can we live lives of true generosity? Discover the answer in week three of The Fine Line. Fine Line. Just to make us understand why we are going through this series, at the end of this, hopefully that all of us will have an understanding of money. It's not really about the finances. Understanding about money that will result in our life having greater faith, good stewardship, and generosity. I was preparing and I said to myself, oh, I think I'm not worthy to preach this topic. You know, um, so probably while I am doing this at this time, you know, I'm really preaching to myself. We are from Ilocos Norte, though I, I, uh, I was born in Manila. So I'm a Manila boy already. And there is a myth, a myth about Ilocanos. How many of you here are Ilocanos? Proud to be Ilocano. Are there Ilocanos? Okay, wag na ko may hiya. Okay, Ilocanos. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ang Ilocano ay guapo at maganda. No, okay, sige. Baka magalit yung iba. But there is a myth na saying that Ilocanos daw are kuripot. Is that true? No, we're not. When you are a Christian, you are no longer kuripot. But God will enable us to be generous in every way. That's why, you know, believe me, I'm, I'm right here standing in front of you with fear and trembling. You know, it's really not about me. This is not about my words. But this is the Word of God that we will be preaching. Selfishness. Let us take a look at this, you know. Bakit ba selfish? What does selfishness mean? Some people are lacking consideration of other people, mainly concerned only on one's personal profit or pleasure. We tend to, you know, withhold things from other people. It only talks about me, myself, and I. And somehow we have also uh, given ourselves a mental picture of this. You know, a kid who is parang aagawan siya ng mga dolls. Sometimes probably that's how we are, you know, as a people. We are here to talk about generosity and allow ourselves, let's allow ourselves to have an open heart, to have an open mind, to open up our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes to what God has to say for all of us. You know, and again, in this series tension, you know, uh, this is a different kind of finance series because we will be talking about contentment. We talked about contentment. We talked about security. We will be talking about generosity. And then next week, we will be talking about the eternal perspective of God's resources. This is not about having more finances or resources. Though if you will allow me to say, there's really nothing wrong by, by, by having you know, resources or things. But what makes it wrong is how we see these things, how we perceive these things. Naluloko na tayo sa mga bagay, sa mga material things of this world. Some people also love preachings where they will be you know, told to take out their wallets. And then some people will ask them to command the money to flow in. Diba? I, I don't know if... if I don't know how really how to call it, pero some, some probably groups, or I don't know, magsasabi lang, take out your wallet and then command the money to come in. Does it really happen that way? I guess not. Scripture commands us 
to make money flow out. That's what generosity is all about. We'll talk about what it really is because the world has a different standard or definition of generosity. We will also see what the real value of our material things is. Ano ba itong mga resources na ito? And where we put our money in its proper place. Am I talking about investments? Am I talking about savings? Not exactly. Later we will know. People also either worship God with their money or people worship money as a God. Shocking reality of generosity is that not all generous acts are biblical generosity. Hard truth about generosity that it is targeted specifically to achieve a purpose. Why don't we all stand, you know, as we read a very, very short scripture from 1 Timothy 6, and this will only be from verse 18. It says here, They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous, and to be ready to share. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you for giving us a perspective, your perspective of what generosity is all about. Thank you also for giving us a perspective that money is just a tool here on earth. We will never bow down to money, but we will use it, Lord, for your greater glory. We will use it to advance your kingdom, and we will use it, Lord, to be generous in every way, for this is your will. Lord, it's not about us keeping the money for ourselves. It's not about us keeping it so that we may become selfish towards others. But Lord, I know that you will illuminate, illuminate your word that we may be able to understand. Lord, we allow ourselves to be pierced in our hearts. Lord, kung anuman ang gusto mong sabihin sa amin today. Thank you once again. We give you all the praises, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You may not take your seats. Just to give, a, uh, again, a uh, quick review of this, you know, the background or the context of this letter that the Apostle Paul wrote uh, para kay Timothy, uh, it's, it, it just simply deals with uh, real-life issues happening in the church. At the time, it was already happening. And I'm sure that even at this time, we're still experiencing the same issues dealing with money. I'd like to read some, some key verses from you know, the previous... Uh, not chapter, but the previous verses, some verses also that we have read from the past two weeks. And I'm going to start in verse 6 where it says here, Now there is great gain in godliness with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world. The Apostle Paul was making it clear to us that we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. You know, what was happening here is that some, some of the believers, some of uh, probably the teachers of the Word already were using, you know, the gospel or uh, the, the teachings of the Bible so that they may have great gain. They were using it for the wrong purposes. And then so that why Paul was saying, there is great gain in godliness with contentment. Do not even make or uh, try to attempt to, you know, uh, preach a prosperity gospel preaching. For your own benefit. It will never be for our own benefit. We do not gain something out of it. Wala tayong kinukuhang profit when we preach the Word of God. 
We brought nothing into the world. We cannot take anything out of it. In verse 8, it says here, But if we have food and clothing, how many of you, you have food in the ref, on the table, every day? Wala? Kawawa naman kayo. Ano ba yan? Do you have food and clothing? Everyone has. And the Bible says, with this, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. It says here that in verse 10, that for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. Previously, it was mentioned that there is nothing wrong with money. What makes it wrong is that when we begin to love money, when we begin to adore money, when we begin to make money as our God, through this craving that some have already wandered away from the faith. Christian kana, You were given the privilege of being blessed ten times. And then what happened? The tendency is to wander away from the faith. And we may pierce ourselves with many pangs or many griefs. Verse 17, the previous chapter, it says here, As for the rich, now this is a command, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. Charge them not to be arrogant. Not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. Let us make it clear to us that the material wealth the material things that we have at this time, may uncertainty ho ito. At any given time, pwede hong mawala lahat. Nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. You just realize, and even as I, you know, my, my daily prayer is really thanking God you know, that I, 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 I woke up today. Waking up is something to thank, God, to thank God for. You know, having breakfast with your family, with your loved ones, is something to thank God for. We may not have the wealth or the money or the riches of some of the richest people of the world, but God says that He richly provides us with everything. We have to have a, a different perspective of what that everything is. Everything to enjoy. There's really something wrong about it. We become selfish. You know, no one calls out and then uh, and ask a group of people, Sino ditong selfish? Di ba wala mga, ah, ako, selfish ako. Mata, ano, matakaw pa, ganun, swapang. Nobody wants to you know, admit that they are selfish. People will not see that they are indeed selfish because someone else has to tell them that there is already something wrong about you. This is a trap. Again, as I showed earlier, it talks about me, mine, and I. But our escape is just to be generous, to open our fists. Let us go through one by one from this verse 
the short statements that the Apostle Paul has mentioned. First, he mentioned for all of us to do good. We are to do good. But we have to understand first, what is good here? The word good in this first short statement and the other good in the next short statement, they have different meanings in Greek. But I don't want to go into that Greek thing already. Okay? Well, let me, uh, yung, yung good, the first mention of this good refers to God Himself. Let us also realize when we are talking about generosity, generosity starts again with the contentment and the security that we have in God because God is good. In Mark 12, 41, just a classic example of one poor widow who have shown, you know, uh, just extreme generosity on her part. You know this story. But let me read it. In verse 41, it says here, And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Thus Jesus was observing. Many rich people put in large sums. And then here comes a poor widow putting in two small copper coins, which really makes a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. Do you imagine the story in front of the temple? And probably there were a group of men, you know, they have their bodyguards probably, they have their aides. And then they, they, they have these people bringing in large amounts of gifts to be seen by others. But here comes this poor woman, a poor widow. She only has two small copper coins. The only thing that she has. The only thing that she has to live on. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, the old woman, she, out of her poverty, has put in everything. She has put in everything that she had, all that she had to live on. Just imagine, kung at that time, there was already McDonald's. Probably her two small copper coins would already feed her a good, happy meal. But in te- instead, you know, she, she, she probably made this sacrifice. I don't know what's the reason, but she put on everything that she had to live on. An example of extreme generosity that she has. This is an issue of the heart. Kaya nga sabi ko, ang hirap, ang hirap i-preach nito. Probably if I were in her situation, I would hold off to those two last copper coins and save it for later. Maybe I can do something to double it so that I could survive. This woman put in everything. Now, unless we get contented with what we have and secure of what we will be having, it will be impossible for us to be generous. Now, it's really, it's really all about being content and being secure. Now, accordingly, contentment and security is about knowing what is good for us. What is good for us? And the question is, who is it that determines what is good? Is it us? Is it the people around us? Is it our, our parents? This is what the phrase, they are to do good, means. It doesn't really talk about the act of doing good yet. 
in the next phrase, di ba? Doon sa scripture na binasa natin. But this is really the standard and basis for good. You know, Paul is telling Timothy who the basis for good is and who determines what is good and what is not. Now, I'm getting there. Now, on the other hand, there is a strong critic. There are some group of people who have defined what good is all about. Now, for this other group of people, their definition of good is whatever feels good to me, whatever feels good to us or is beneficial to us, but not necessarily right or righteous. Now, for example, diba, for, for some people, it feels really good for them to drink, to drink a lot. It feels really good for them to smoke. It feels really good for them to gamble, gambling. It feels good for them to womanize. It feels good for them to curse. For them, that is what good is about. Whatever makes them feel good. But the good in Scripture is not about just another abstract quality nor a secular human ideal. Good means, first and foremost, who and what God is. Who and what God is. And then what He does, what God does, what He creates, what He commands and gives, what He finally approves and determines is what is good. In other words, whatever the provision of God is for us, that is good. The Bible says, Woe to the man who inverts God's definition of good. It says in Isaiah 5.20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Because they cannot distinguish anymore what is good from evil. They have inverted it. They have a twisted mind. When you hear someone say these things, that I cannot already distinguish what good and evil is. Sabi mo, Woe! Who is good? What is good? Jesus mentions, in fact, in Mark 10, 18, no one is good except God alone. In Psalms 100, verse 5, the psalmist was uh, declaring, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love, it endures forever. His unconditional love, it endures forever. And His faithfulness to all generations. Another verse in Psalm 119.68, it also declares that, that God is good, you are good, and do good. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your law. Teach me your command. And by this, when we know good by its real and biblical definition, that God is really the standard and the basis for good, then we can determine what is really good for us we can also determine what is good for others. For a believer, for a Christian, what God has given and allowed is good for us. And even as we have mentioned two weeks ago, it is something for our enjoyment. And that is contentment. What God has given to us, it is for our enjoyment. And that is contentment. In the same way, because He is good, we can be sure that He wants what's good for us. And then we put our trust in Him. God knows what is good for us 
We put our trust in Him. And then that is security. Proverbs uh, 13.25 It mentions here that the righteous, who among you here are righteous, made righteous. Come on, come on, come on. Hindi, hindi struggle yan. Lahat tayo, we are already made righteous. You have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We have been saved, we declared by the blood of Christ. Okay, we have been made righteous. And it says here, the righteous is enough to satisfy his appetite. But the belly of the wicked, he suffers one. Don't you realize na yung, yung, uh, the, the tendency when, when, when sometimes you zoom out, you're not anymore surrounded with people, like in the church community. And sometimes you are already driven by the wants by the wants of this world. Di ba parang nanggigigil ka na hindi ka mapakali? You just don't know what to do because all you're thinking about is how these things will be able to satisfy you. And then you think of a lot of things, you do a lot of foolish things to acquire them, not trusting in the grace and the faithfulness of the Lord. But it calls out here, the righteous, we are the ones who has enough and then we are satisfied. Let me go on to the next one. It says here that to be rich in good works. We are to do good, and then now we are to be rich in good works. You know, just to qualify things about good, being good and doing good works is not anymore to add on to our salvation. Okay, we understand that the Apostle Paul was directly speaking already to the church, to the Christians. So the good works, the good is already a manifestation of our understanding of where we are because we have already been saved. Do we understand that? Okay. So uh, to be rich and good works. Now most of us at some point, who who, who among you here have already helped some people from the past? Probably some small thing, you fix a tire, you know, you you did some plumbing in their house, meron ba? Okay, ako lang. But we have helped some people at some point in the past. But the truth is, in the context of what we are talking about, it goes as far as meeting the needs of people. It's not that you've already helped a stranger uh, fix their tire. In fact, this is what happened from uh, isang uh, uh, member natin in Santa Rosa. One of our members in Santa Rosa saw someone uh, who had trouble with his tire Siyempre sa car niya, no? In that place. And then, you know, seeing an opportunity na maka- hindi lang makakilala, but, you know, just to help, to extend help. He, you know, went down from, from, from his car as well, bumaba, fixed the tire, removed the tire, put in the tire, shook hands, and then exchanged numbers. You know, yung pagtulong niya, it did not stop there. Because later on, I'm gonna tell you something about it, you know? Uh, it did not stop there. Something even happened beyond that. It's not only meeting up the material needs of people. There is something that we need to do. We have to look past that one. Na yung makatulong ka lang, tapos ka na, you're, 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 you're going na, and, and, and you're, you will just exit. You know, there is something that we need to do. We have to be rich in good works. We have to be abundant in good works. 2002, I underwent one-to-one. At that time, we had 12 chapters of one-to-one. 
So you realize that there is so much blessing at this time that you will just be meeting for six to seven weeks. We had to meet 12 weeks. But the truth is, I finished my one-to-one in two years. Okay, just, that's a secret. Huh? Uh, in, in 2002, I started doing one-to-one with my victory, leader, victory group leader then. And then uh, after six chapters, I said, you know, that's it. That's enough. I don't want it anymore. I am going to play badminton. And I was in a situation there uh, then, you know, with pride, full of pride. Because aside from being employed in a multinational company, we, were also, uh, we also acquired a business, a coffee shop. So uh, I stopped, and in 2003, I, I thought that I was already doing good in badminton. In fact, my first uh, tournament was in October 2003. Something really, you know, if I may call it, something really weird happened. Because as, as I was about to play, first set, first game, first minute, hindi pa ako gumagalaw. Something, you know, uh, really cracked in my, in, in, in my uh, yung Achilles tendon ko. I, I, I tore my Achilles tendon without doing anything. <laughs> without doing anything. But anyway, uh, this, this guy who has been reaching out to me, Faithfully, you know, uh, just texting me and uh, saying, Kamusta? You know, what happened? He, in fact, watched. Gave his full service. You know, I'm going to send you my driver. I'm going to have you picked up. I'm going to uh, have you brought home. You know, if you need anything, just let me know. And that I couldn't understand. So I go, what's, 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 what's with him? Probably if it was me again, I would not extend that kind of help to anyone. Uh, that's me before. You might see me differently ngayon, okay? And then he did all these things. And it made me think what his purpose was. And then later on, because I was in a cast for 10 weeks, you know, he gave me something. He gave me a gift. He gave me a book. In fact, sabi ko, why will you give me a book? I'm not even a book reader. You know, I never read a book in my life. My, uh, the, the first Christian in our family, my auntie, you know, um, her gift to us when we got married in 1988 was a Bible. And sabi ko nga, probably this is the time that I will be opening that Bible. I will read. I will read what's inside. Together with that book, The Purpose Driven Life, diba? 40 chapters, you remember that book? You know, it, it, it just get, gave me a steady pace. Steady pace, reading it, you know, getting excited every day. That was then I came to realize, okay, so this is, the really, this is the purpose of why this guy has been doing these things to me. Extending the service, being rich in good works. Well, it's not about the finances that he can extend, but even the time and other resources. You know, I was even asking him, can I pay for the gasoline that, you know, that we are spending? Saying, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. He was exemplifying a true Christian you know, who is rich in good works. In 2 Corinthians 9.8, God tells us that He is able to make all grace abound. Abound to us. So that having all sufficiency in all things and at all times, we may also abound in every good work. You know, if we do not understand this principle, if we do not understand what God is saying about this, then we will not be able to extend you know, uh, good works towards others. We will not be able to help others. But He will make all grace abound in us. 
having all the sufficiency in all things at all times. Again, that we may abound in every good work. There are goals. There are goals of good works. You know, number one is that, that the light may shine. Our light may shine before others. Our light may shine before men. In Matthew 5.16, it says here that in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and it may give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And in fact, that is also our second uh, reason or second goal of why we do good works, so that we may give glory to God. The glory belongs to God. 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says here that so whether you eat or you drink, whatever you do, let's do it all for the glory of God. Extending rich good works. Um, also, let us not forget ano, that we also have our family. Maybe we've been, you know, we're, we're just so excited. You know, we're even reporting to the, to the church community, to this church, to the leaders. You know, I've, I've already reached out to our community. I've already reached out to our barangay captain. You know, I've reached out to every person in our neighborhood, those who have not yet come to know Christ. Pero let's not forget, there we have also family members who have not yet come to know Christ. And what are also some of the things that we need to do for our family? Some of the things that we need to also understand. We need to leave a legacy for them. We need to leave an inheritance. The Bible also commands, you know, tells us, even the fathers, you know, si, si Ed Kanina was saying uh, about th- the things that they are doing in their family. Those are not material things. It may be just a question and answer portion during a, uh, a, a time of fellowship with them, pero he is also exemplifying, you know, being rich in good works. Let us not forget our families. Let us not forget our parents. Fathers, mothers, you have a brother, you have a sister. Be rich in good works. The third one is this that we be generous and ready to share. We were commanded to do good, to be rich or to be abundant in good works. And now it's time for us to be ready and generous to others as well. Generosity or being ready to share is getting out of our borders, getting out of our comfort zones. Because you know that sometimes you know, you, when, when, when people... Uh, encourage us, come on, practice generosity. You know that you have already something to give in your pockets, pero you're trying to be tight-fisted. Sige na nga, sa'yo na nga ito. Parang ganun, di ba? Pero nakahawa ka pa rin doon. <laughs> we should be generous and ready to share. You know, generosity is really uh, to the point that it already, already hurts you. It already hurts us. But this will be sa umpisa lang naman. You know, boxing. Um, do you understand the game of boxing? We love to watch, okay? Sometimes we train. Pero how are boxers or other people being trained? Diba? When you box, you box with a closed fist. There is where you get power. Hindi, it's in the shoulders. Pero yung sabihin, mas malakas yung suntok when you are, your fists are closed. No one will try to box with their hands open. Tama? You try to box that way. Sige, mababaliang kayo eh. You have to box because that 
is the power. Somehow, you know, I, I connected this with generosity. It's just so hard to be tight-fisted when you want to become generous. You think that there is power to this because you can, instead of giving whatever that we have, eh, para mas save na lang natin, or we can maitabi na lang for some other time. What if there is a need already at this time? It's just so hard to become generous if we are closed-fisted. Sa opposite ng boxing, we'd rather make a punch with an open hand. Because when we extend our hand na ganon, giving to people, being generous, being, you know, just uh, being able to bless others, it is only with this hand that we can also receive. Pero that's not the point. That's not the point. The point of giving is not on receiving because yung receiving is just probably another bonus. Dadating na lang yon. But our first and foremost objective is to be able to be generous, to help others, to be rich in good works. In 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 5, probably, you know, we, you've heard this and we've used this, used this a lot of times in our giving. This was the, uh, the church that Paul was talking to and it says here that we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Can you try to understand that? Yung parang when you read this, is, is there something wrong with these people? They're, they are going through a severe test of affliction, but there is still abundance of joy. Yung extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, whatever that they have. And as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. Try to imagine that. Extreme poverty, but there's an abundance of joy. They want to help, they want to give, and in fact, they were even begging that they may give. They were not doing it the other way. You know, we are, we are suffering this and that. Probably it should be you who should be giving to us. But their heart was, we will give, we will help, we will be generous. In verse 5, it says here, And this, not as we expected, but they gave first to the Lord. That is the key. First, they gave themselves to the Lord and then by the will of God to us, knowing that their contentment and security is really found in the Lord and it's not found in anyone else. One classic example also, um, a personal story, is that my mother-in-law, the mo- of course, the mother of my wife, back in the 80s, they were staying in a house that is less than 30 square meters. Just imagine this stage is really big. Their house before was less than 30 square meters. She was also the, a, a practicing Christian, and this was something that I could not understand. They are from Cebu, and all their friends, kamag-anak, probably kapit-bahay, whom they do not know, 
will use their home, their 30-square-meter home, as a transition house before going to Saudi Arabia or going abroad. Remember those times when you know, people were going uh, abroad, they have these big envelopes, you know, uh, tawag don? The, the plastic envelope. You know that they are working abroad. They will be working abroad. And they would stay in their house. And I would go there. Like, how can you, you know, how can you fit, fit here? Why is this happening? The mom would just believe God for provision. The mom would just, you know, whatever it is that there, uh, uh, whatever food is there inside the refrigerator, they would make use of it. You know, I would really witness it. So I this is radical generosity. This is not really about her. This is about, you know, believing that her contentment and her security is in God alone. In 2 Corinthians 9.10, this is a principle that she probably meditated on, believing that God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and multiply the seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. God is the one who provides the seed for us to sow. You know, the things that we are blessed with, we do not keep it. Those are seeds. Seeds for us to sow. As we sow, you know, He returns, but when He returns, we will sow again. That's just about it. Wala na ho tayong kailangang kontrahin doon. Our good works of generosity should definitely be an evidence. It is an evidence of our salvation. You know, that was really one testimony that clearly stuck to my mind. You know, at first, I didn't understand what, what salvation was all about, what she was going through, uh, my mother-in-law. Pero there was so much joy in her, you know, in helping people because she knows that God, as she constantly supplies, you know, as she constantly contributes, as she constantly helps other people, you know, God will also continuously supply all the seeds that she will sow for the friends, for the family, and for all people. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Realize that our generosity, the reason why we are doing this, should point to God and not us. And probably would, you know, uh, sometimes you would find it weird. But, oh, salamat, ah, thank you for providing us with these things. And people, true Christians, would respond by saying, you know, praise God. Praise God for, for, for giving us, for supplying to us. It's not really about us. What we should acknowledge, who we should acknowledge is God Himself and not us. Ay, hindi, kasi ano eh. Uh, oh, pinaghirapan ko talaga yan. You know, that I, I've uh, worked so hard so that when the time comes, uh, such as this, I will be able to provide for you. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. It's not about our dugot pawis. It's not about our skills. It's not about us. We should always point our finger back to God and saying that it is because of God that we have been richly blessed. Again, it's not about the church. It's not about any foundation. The glory and the glory alone should be towards God Himself. Matthew 5.13 Okay lang ba? I have a lot of scriptures to show you. Uh, it says here that you are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, 
how shall its saltiness be restored? We are in our own sphere of influence. Each one of us have been assigned to secular places. We do not confine ourselves you know, in, in, in church community or in the church because tayo, tayo na lang ba laging magkakasama? That's the reason why God placed you in that place of work wherever you are. Maybe sometimes you also feel that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm bored already, I'm tired. You know, God has a purpose for all of us. We are the salt of the earth and we are, you are the salt of that place wherever God puts you. But again, if that saltiness, you know, it, it lo- lo- loses its taste, how shall it be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Sayang lang, ganun lang daw tayo if we will not make use of God's purposes for our life. Now, this is a very strong teaching of Christ on salvation. God wants us to be the salt of the earth, bring people under His Lordship. If we are not able to do this, then we are no longer good. We will not be able to do good. Oh, now that's the reason why my victory group leader has been doing it to me. You know, not for him to influence me so that I can be as uh, generous as him as well, pero this is an impartation. This is what Christians should do. To be the salt of the earth, to be able to do good, to be rich in good works, and to exercise generosity. Just some of the things. Some of the things that... uh, how we can exercise generosity is through tithes and offering. You know, alam naman natin, I'm not, I'm not you know, um, calling out another offering. Um, pero ever since that we have become Christians, and ever since that we understood, you know, that the material wealth that we have is not ours but God's, we've been tithers. You know, it's not really something that we should brag about or boast about. You know, in, in fact, pag it's a time of tithing, I, I, we, we don't really... Mm, like, unlike before, when, when, when the, the box uh, uh, passes your way, mayabang ka pa eh, di ba? Kring! Di ba? Puro coins. Di ba? That's, that's what you put. Oh, in daming coins. Ang tagal ah. We've been uh, just obedient, just doing it. Realizing that the resources that we have is not really ours. The Old Testament commands us to give 10%, the first fruits. But now in the New Testament, it commands us to give generously. In fact, Jesus tells, uh, talks to this rich uh, young ruler uh, na sabi nga, if you really want to follow me, then you have to give everything. Well, what happened? This rich young ruler went away feeling sad because he had it all. He was holding on to the material wealth. He did not understand that to follow Christ is to really give up everything. He did not really mean to sell all your things and then give it to, uh, to, to, to everyone. It's a matter of the heart. It's an issue of the heart. Some other ways that we can extend our generosity is, uh, you know, that we have a real-life foundation. That you know that we have been helping out students to complete their education. But also, we do not stop by just sending uh, the students to school. They also undergo discipleship. We have never reached out to a student and just made him study and then hindi kilala ang Panginoon. Each one of them They've been discipled. In fact, some of the videos that we have shown you, meron ng ano eh, I, I recognize someone you know, who's already a pastor or probably a leader of another congregation. We do not stop. Missions, we also give to missions. 
EN, uh, the, the EN building, uh, uh, the phase 2 project, we have extended uh, that structure so that we can also put in more students who can become local church planters, who can become missionaries, so that again, the advancement of the kingdom of God can be fulfilled. We are not hiring pastors, but training them, training people. We have a lot of facilities now to fit in a lot. Because still, you know, marami pa, there's still a lot of work to do. One last uh, story, and then I'm going to end. And I'd also like to call our uh, uh, music team. You know Pastor King? Do you know Pastor King? He's one of our uh, younger pastors here. And uh, he currently heads up our pastoral services department. You know, when uh, he was uh, younger, I don't know, probably more than 10 years ago, he was also a campus missionary. And uh, he was reaching out to a, a, a group of students in Santa Rosa. And he was particularly eyeing this person. Probably, you know, God was uh, pointing him to her for discipleship. And the way that he would engage with these students was to buy pansit. Pansit in Santa Rosa. And every day, hopefully not every day, but every time that he would be there, he would just, you know, have this uh, bilao of pansit, giving to the students, evangelizing, preaching the gospel to them. What he did but he, he understood what good is all about. He understands what being rich in good works is all about. He understands that being generous, you know, is a fulfillment also of the will of God. And to cut the long story short, when he was able to reach out to students, this particular uh, woman, now who's now also one of our campus missionaries here, yung mga seeds that Pastor King has sowed in this group of people and specifically to this campus missionary, her name is Rina Moranto. Siya naman ngayon. You know, she got the impartation. She knew what good is all about. She knew who her true source is. She knew what contentment and security is all about. She knew what being rich in good works is all about. And now she is one of our fruitful campus missionaries doing the same thing, buying pansit for, all, for the other students. And we never stop doing it. You know, that is only one part of the story. But each and every one of us, we form the whole part of the story. If we do not stop reaching out to people, if we do not stop, you know, uh, just making Christ known in their lives, then probably, probably, we just don't get what the gospel really means. We all get out of our comfort zones. Let's all get out of our comfort zones. For we, all, we also need to realize that Jesus, was He in His comfort zone? I don't think so. But He gave Himself up for us. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 8.9, and there will be many references of what Jesus Christ did for us. Jesus, 
here, you know, uh, it says that for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that, that though he was rich, he is a king. Yet for our sakes, he became poor. Jesus died for us. Jesus became man. Jesus was nailed on the cross. Jesus was sacrificed. The very thing that should have happened to us. It should have been us who was nailed on the cross. It should have been us who received all those whippings and lashings. But for our sakes, He became poor so that by His poverty that we might become rich. Just one main simple point that I'd like to leave you is this. That our being generous, our giving, is really a result of our believing. Our believing in Christ. Our believing in God. Now let me challenge each and every one of you this morning. We don't want to come out of this place come out of this place and then yet say na, okay, that's that's another learning, that's another realization. Now we really have to come out of this place believing that God will also use you. God will use each and every one of us. Now allow me to end on financial freedom as probably this is one of, this is one of the things that we are concerned about. Now the biggest deception of people today is that ang financial freedom is having all the money that we can have so that we can buy all the things that we want. We think that is financial freedom. But the true financial freedom is being free from the hold of money in our lives. And that we are the ones that should be holding money for the glory of God. Money is just a tool. Money is just an instrument. It's not for us to personally enjoy. But of course, if God blesses you, then really God blesses you. But we are to use our money to advance the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.